Hey, welcome to Conversations on the Co-Mission, a podcast where we're talking about the topics, the trends, and the issues in missions that impact missionaries and the churches that partner with them. My name is Tony Balava, and with me at a great distance away today is Stephen Madoff. Hey, Tony, it's good to be with you, even if I am not physically with you in the recording booth. But again, we have had to use kind of remote technology uh, to make mm. this recording possible. But it's a good thing because I'm involved in meetings. I'm actually down in yeah. Florida at this moment. And so suffering, suffering. I know there are some worse places you could be at, but I'm, I'm excited. Mm. I'm excited about what I get to do while down, mm. down here in Florida. But as we record this and mm. with when this episode will be released, there is something that we are really excited about because it mm -hmm. is the weekend of the celebration of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Amen. Savior. Yeah. And so as this episode goes out on Friday, I know like, I, we don't recognize Good Friday. We understand that, mm -hmm. but it still is the day commemorated of kind of his death as we look on a calendar. And so we are going to be talking about kind of Easter, the Lord's uh, Lord's sacrifice for us, and what that means around the world. Because you and I both know that as much as e Easter is a big thing here in the States, in many countries, that Easter weekend, particularly that Sunday, which is what we, we kind of really push for, is just a regular day in the minds of so many people in so many different countries because Christianity is such a minor faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, even here in the United States, it seems like more and more as we become more and more secular, more and more humanistic, that Easter isn't the day that it used to be, maybe 10, 20 30 years ago, every church, at least in the United States, always expected to get a big boost on Easter and have extra people in attendance. It was going to be a great day to give the gospel. But it does seem uh, like even here in the United States that that has changed some. I know that in Arizona, and probably one of the reasons for us was not just humanism or secularism, but that only about 19% of everybody who lives in Arizona is actually from somewhere else than Arizona. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people would travel because a lot of people seem to look at Easter as a, as a family day and not pay so much attention to the resurrection that we're celebrating. And so we would actually a lot of times experience a dip on Easter Sunday because our, our people would be gone. We'd have visitors uh, that would make up the difference, but the numbers wouldn't necessarily go up because a lot of our folks were off uh, traveling and, and meeting with uh, family and such. The great thing about about this uh, this Sunday is that whether or not you're in the United States or you're in a country that's almost all Islamic or Buddhist, the message is the same, and it's the reason we do missions, right? Absolutely. I mean, the truth is the truth, no matter what. Our faith is based entirely on the resurrection of Christ, because that mm -hmm. in, in uh, even as Jesus himself said, that's the greatest sign that he is who he said he was, and right. was going to be him rising from the dead. And so, I, I mean, it's exciting. It's it's exciting. 
I just kind of chuckled when you talked about the the boost that churches would normally get. Uh, I think you're referencing to the old Christmas and Easter uh, <laughs> church attenders, the C and E as they would call them. Well, you know, it's interesting how, how different cultures really do um, consider this this weekend in Australia, which is a secular nation. I mean, it is a nation that. It, Religion, just to use that term broadly, is not a main part of life in any way, shape, or form. But actually, of all things, that Friday, would, you know, obviously kind of recognized as Good Friday, that was considered the most holiest day of the year. And so they wouldn't play sports on that day. They uh, shopped or closed that day. Now, it was even, in a sense, considered more sacred than Sunday itself. And and so on that Friday, uh, there in Australia, basically really across the nation, you would have a lot of different kind of uh, religious things that would be going on. And then Sunday, life would just be back to normal, which mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, you, it should be reversed because Sunday makes yeah. Friday great. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was it was unique. And, you know, growing up in the United States, of course, when it was always just there's only kind of catholic churches that had services kind of on that friday and then when we mm-hmm. went to australia okay so we were just going to do a sunday service but the interesting thing because it was such a big day in the minds of of the community we started to host friday services that just focused on the death of christ and obviously tying it into salvation we would get a great attendance of people to come in on that day. And it was just kind of odd because, you know, you just thought, man, Baptists don't go to church on on Friday. But it was a time when people seriously were searching and people were seriously looking for kind of a connection to something, you know, spiritual, I guess. And so we would use that for the cause of the gospel. And we, I mean, we had an amazing amount of visitors come in on that Friday but they necessarily wouldn't come on Sunday. So different cultures, you know, it is looked at in different ways. It's kind of neat. Missionaries have to use it in whatever their culture to kind of tap into to communicate the great truth of Christ's resurrection. Yeah, that's super interesting. Uh, I was raised in, in New England where there is a heavy Roman Catholicism uh, influence. I remember even as as a young boy in school, well, first of all, you got Good Friday off. It was an official holiday of the state. Generally speaking, even uh, even though like myself, I wasn't really raised in any type of religion at all. But even in my home that was not religious, on that Good Friday, as everybody would call it, you couldn't do anything like you couldn't turn the TV on. You couldn't watch or listen to radio. You weren't supposed to even eat any food until noon. And then at noon, life did go on just as normal. And there was a big attendance at churches on Sunday. Now, in Arizona, we noticed that people really what people would call Good Friday would just be any other day. But in Arizona also, there's uh, a correlation, I think. There isn't a heavy Roman Catholicism influence in Arizona at all. And so, yeah, I think it would definitely depend on what area of the world and what your culture is and and how you could use that to present the gospel to people. 
And, and of course, no matter where you go in the world, it is going to be a time when, when missionaries, pastors are going to make a big push, probably bigger than they would in other times to try to get people into church. I mean, we're always trying, but it's, right. we make a big push, invite people into this day. Mm-hmm. And, and around the world, one of the things to really tap into is just the curiosity factor, particularly when you have um, groups, countries, people groups that don't understand uh, Christianity as a main religion. I mean, when I, when in my mind, I think of a country like Thailand, where it's less than 1% of of the population. So they're not thinking, and it's not influenced by the aspects of Christianity, but they understand the word the, mm-hmm. of Easter. They understand that it's the holiday, that it's something for Westerners. And so there is really an aspect to tap into of, of the curiosity factor. Hey, come find out what Easter is about. And, Sadly, though, the most people around the world think Easter is, the, you know, they know about the, the eggs, <laughs> Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> they know even about um, kind of candy. I, I, I've been in Thailand for an Easter time before, and I've been in Romania at Easter time. And, and even there, they understand aspects of like the, the frivolities of what we do here in the West. And, and so to try to penetrate through that and say, this is what really Easter is about, uh, that's an amazing opportunity. And that's something to tap into, find mm-hmm. out the true meaning of Easter, what it really is, not what you think it may be. Right. And, and missionaries use mm-hmm. that. And that's a great, um, a great day to try to connect people with the truth. Yeah. And, and I think even, again, your area of the world has more of that aspect where there's going to be that curiosity. When we were in Canada, it was still very, there was a, a either a Roman Catholic influence or the people had gone completely the other way and they were humanistic, completely secular and didn't have much to do with religion at all. But still that curiosity factor even with those people, was an opportunity to bring the to bring the gospel uh, to them and present it in a way that um, maybe you didn't have through the rest of the year. I know in Canada now, as uh, the immigration process is is booming, and Canada brings in over one million, one point two million people in these next. Uh, 12 to 24 months or so is their plan. Um, a lot of those people are coming from areas of the world where they never have heard of Easter or even the name Jesus. And this is an opportunity that our missionaries are using in the far north to, to introduce people to Jesus and to the resurrection and the cornerstone of our faith, right? I mean, Paul says in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 that if if we've placed our faith in Christ and he's not risen, we are of all men most miserable. Mm-hmm. And so a great, great opportunity to uh, reach people with the gospel, but maybe have to think outside the box a little bit because it's not like it was 30 years ago when you just automatically people were going to come to church because it's Easter or it's Christmas. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that there's challenges uh, definitely around the world because 
you know, because of the rotation of how Easter falls, uh, you know, sometimes it could be in March, sometimes it could be in April, and it just kind of is always rotating, that it does bump up against other religious holidays. Mm. Uh, Ramadan, it, sometimes Ramadan can start in end of March and go into through the end of April, That those 30 days of that. And so you have that contrast. Um, in Again, in in Thailand, particularly, there is a national Buddhist holiday called Sankran, which is it, its traditions are based in in Buddhism, but it is really, for lack of a better way of describing it, it's like a national water fight. I mean, you anyone you pass by, you toss water on, and mm. and it had yeah. it has its basis in kind of the purification of water, as they would say it, and things, and then it just turned into a really. Mm. Uh, you're driving down the road and you get hit with water by everybody. You're, if you're walking, you're soaked. I mean, it's a day you don't escape without getting wet. And and so there are a lot of these things going on that I, I would say are counterfeits in a sense, even to sure. what, what the missionary is trying to communicate. And so they have to break through. And so I was there once again in Thailand during Sankran and and so everyone out there in the community is is having fun. It's a fun holiday. It's it's you know they got their water hoses, they got their water guns, and then on you know we're in the church on Sunday trying to worship and have a good time. And and so it is such a contrast, a very stark contrast of what Christianity represents and kind of what this Buddhist holiday represents. Or being in an Islamic nation and into Ramadan, and, and everything is focused on that. And so there are immense challenges for for missionaries in some of these places where they have to not only break through the kind of the ignorance of what of what this weekend in a sense represents as we would see it, but also trying to break through a culture that is so ingrained uh, that people aren't even remotely thinking. Of, about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and try to make them, in a sense, see, invite them to come to a service when it, it is so countercultural to do that. Mm. What would I do? Want to be in a water fight or go into a church service that I don't understand everything about? Of course, I want to be on the great big national water fight. And so, why does is, that not surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot of fun. So. <laughs> So it is, though, you see the challenges that are there even in uh, something like that for missionaries. It's like layer upon layer upon layer that they have to break mm -hmm. through. And uh, mm -hmm. but praise the Lord, they're, they, they try. They, they're committed. They are working hard. They are trying to get the yeah. message of the resurrected yeah. Savior out there. As you were speaking about that, a question came to mind that would really... I think your area of the world would experience this if it if it happens that I I don't know that I've ever considered before this conversation and and that is you know we're talking about Easter and how well known it is and and you know maybe less and less known in a humanistic uh culture like our own or heading that way but in creative access countries where the government knows that it's Easter, they're aware uh, for sure, and they're already monitoring Christians closely. Have missionaries in your area of the world experienced maybe more intense scrutiny uh, around Easter 
uh, because the government is anticipating that they're going to um, have maybe more outreach at that time. And um, and what are some of the missionaries doing with that? I, I never even considered that that thought until just this conversation. Yeah, well, thankfully, uh, and praise the Lord to this point, none of our missionaries, none of our BIMI missionaries have uh, faced any more scrutiny than what they kind of already do. But that being said, I do know of missionaries in that part of the world that have um, encountered challenges where uh, they would, the service would be disrupted because of something mm. going on. And and so it does happen because, yes, exactly, you've, you've hit that nail on the head. It is a time when you know that the Christians are going to gather. If any, if anything, you're going to, you want to corporately worship on this day with other believers. And you think of what Christ has done for us. We think of the great, you know, the message of salvation. And, and so people are motivated to go out uh, into mm-hmm. services on, on an Easter Sunday. And and of course, when you have that, there it does draw attention, and so there are more challenges. and And I have heard of services broken up because of it. And thankfully, most have kind of slid under the radar still. Hmm. But there, there is a, I mean, when you think about it, that at any moment of time, and and it kind of harkens really back to the disciples of that. Really, I guess you could say. During that or that first weekend after the crucifixion, right. where they're up in the upper room hidden, but yeah. in this time we're in the in a sense the upper room, but we're bold and mm. excited rather than fearful, and so people are coming out and people are wanting to worship, and people still invite others. It's not even like a oh okay just us us few we're going to gather together. Now there still is a hey and want you come you know be a part of this. Because what what people see, and this is one of the things I've noticed while being overseas during Easter time, is that there is so much hope that we have as believers. There's so much joy that we have as believers. There's so much excitement. I mean, we have songs all about this weekend. We have so much to praise about this weekend. And then you compare that to other faiths where it is, there is not hope. There is not um, that joy because it is the cycle of how many more life cycles do I have to go through <laughs> before I finally get off the life cycle? How, how many more things of suffering do I have to go through before I can finally achieve a, a, a life of, of betterment and, and make amends for all the wrong I've done? And, and so there is no hope. And so one of the things truly that is attractive is not so much to the unsaved, the idea of Easter, but it is the joy of seeing the believers who have the, the grasp on what Easter represents. And that right. is something that draws people in because it's like, you have something I don't have. And it really does resonate in a sense this weekend of we, as we celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Yeah, it is. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we have that that saying and it's almost a cliche anymore every sunday's resurrection sunday every day is resurrection day and i understand that in a sense that that is absolutely true in the believer's life but there is something special about just recognizing the one day 
that uh, is on our calendar that that uh, we say, hey, let's put all our focus and attention on the fact that um, not only did Jesus die for us and spend three days in the grave, but amazing grace and glory of all glories. He rose again because if he's still in the tomb, like so many other religious leaders, then let's quote Paul again. We have all men are our most miserable. There is no hope without the resurrection. And what a great opportunity for missionaries around the world. Again, whether whether people have heard the name Jesus or not, or they're just curious about Easter or whatever the case might be, they're in a uh, society like our own here in North America. Um, what an opportunity to just focus on the death, burial, and resurrection, the central message of Christianity, and the very reason why we even do missions in the first place. I mean, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, I mean, th this is the reason why people are packing up their, you know, they're in moving their families overseas is to communicate what, what we celebrate right now this weekend yeah. of the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, and and there is. There, there's a lot of challenges, and we've talked about some of those challenges on the episodes, and we'll talk about more of the challenges on future episodes. But there sure is something that I think missionaries, it recommits them when they think about this weekend. Yeah. It, it really recommits like, okay, yeah, there's problems, and I don't like being away from home, and I don't like all this and all that. But boy, this is what it's about. This is why we do what we do. And when you consider even in a, in a small way, all, all the struggle that I have to go through being on the mission field or being away from family. And you look at that in light of what Christ did when he left, mm -hmm. in a sense, the father and came here to earth and, and took on the weight of sin for all mankind. Well, boy, as Paul said, our light affliction. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. and, and and really, that's what it is in light of what Christ does, has done for us. And so this is a, a, an exciting time. I'd encourage anyone, if they're listening to this, just especially on this weekend of, of the resurrection celebration, to really pray. You know, like when they finish the podcast, rather than just kind of go on to do something else, just pause and pray for missionaries is they're trying to break through some of those barriers, break through some of those cultural obstacles that are there and, and pray that God would work in the heart of, of some folks that there'd be visitors that day. Uh, yeah. You know, as we started off, mm -hmm. we said, most churches will be filled with your CNE Christians kind of here in the, <laughs> you know, North America on, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You don't have that necessarily overseas. And so pray right. that God would allow visitors to come people who would be, yeah want to learn more and and to just be excited uh, it was an exciting weekend it would be yeah. uh, for that yeah i would just add this as as people hopefully will take the time to pray that that there'll be visitors and that the lord will work in a special way and 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 we know this people will be saved this weekend mm -hmm. every single Sunday, you know, there are reports of somewhere in the world, somebody receiving Christ as Savior. And there will probably be a little bit more. There'll probably be a bump on Easter Sunday, and that's normal. But also take the time um, 
to pray for those missionaries. Uh, like you said, this is a great time of the year for them to kind of get revitalized and refocused and remember why they're on the field in the first place. And it is hard to be away from family on, we've had a podcast all about that on, on being mm-hmm. away from family on special days like this. But this is a day where missionaries will remember, this is why I do what I do. This is why I am here. And ultimately, as you said, the light affliction, nothing compares to the joy of being able to share that we serve a resurrected Savior and there is eternal hope in Jesus Christ because he is risen. I love that phrase. And and even in Arizona, um, that was a phrase that when we would greet each other on Easter Sunday morning, it wasn't just, hey, how are you doing? We always encouraged our people to greet each other with that phrase. He is risen. And the response would be, he is risen indeed. I know if Ed Hembry would hear, was here, he would tell us that that is a very Eastern European tradition uh, to do. Uh, but uh, it's not just a tradition. It's the truth. He is risen. It's a great time of the year for missions. And uh, take time to pray for our missionaries as well, that they'll be encouraged this weekend. And um, whether they see that bump in attendance or not, or they have the big day they were hoping for or not, uh, that they'll just be reminded, I serve a risen Savior, and it's worth it all to do it. Hey, great conversation this week, and uh, couldn't have a better topic than the <laughs> resurrection. Um, but like normally, we run out of time, it seems like, faster than we anticipate. And so we are out of time this week. We hope this uh, conversation is a help and a blessing to you. Um, maybe share this with somebody else. Please do take the time to pray. Uh, as uh, Stephen mentioned, for visitors and churches around the world with the missionaries, and then that missionaries will be encouraged this weekend as well and be reminded that this is exactly why we do what we do. And by the way, this is exactly why people give to missions so that missionaries can do what they do as well. And why churches partner with missionaries and and uh, take the time to have a missions conference and all that. Everything comes back to the resurrected Savior. And so what a great opportunity to remind somebody, even our, our part of the world this year, and maybe invite somebody to our local church as well. Thanks again for spending this time with us. And until next time, we hope you have a great week in the Lord.